Hello, and welcome to What's the Big Idea? I'm your host, Michelle Tuckponder. Today's episode is brought to you by Destination Imagination, commonly referred to as DI, the leading creative problem-solving experience for children. Through DI's innovative, project-based educational experiences, participants gain the skills that will set them up for success in careers like the one we're going to hear about today. Learn more about DI at destinationimagination.org. On today's episode, we are pleased to welcome Terry Rizvi. Terry is the founder and director of the Irma Bombeck Writers Workshop at the University of Dayton, where she is executive director of strategic communications. She's also the author of One Heart with Courage, Essays and Stories, which is available now wherever you get your books. Proceeds from One Heart with Courage will benefit the endowment fund for the Irma Bonbeck Writers Workshop, making the opportunity accessible to more up-and-coming writers. Joining us today from Dayton, Ohio, please welcome Terry Rizvi. Hi, Terry. Hey, Michelle, how are you? I am great and super excited about talking to you about writing. Um, as some of the listeners probably don't know, I actually am a writer, but my degree is in journalism and I always wrote hard news. But what I really like to write, I really like to write feature articles and I am working on my memoirs. So Fantastic. And I'm a Bombeck fan. So this is really cool. Perfect. <laughs> So can you tell us a little bit, tell us about your job. Um, I write speeches, blogs, commencement addresses, internal communication pieces, some letters, usually from people who are upset with the university for some reason, uh, <laughs> for the University of Dayton's president. So I work directly with Eric Spina, who's the president, and mm -hmm. we meet weekly to talk about ideas. And I've been able to learn his voice and his writer's voice, basically. And that's helped tremendously in, in the job that I do for him. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about the Irma Bombeck program? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, um, it's just so much fun, first of all. I mean, we laugh for three days. We laugh and learn for three days. Um, it's been going on every other year since the year 2000. And um, it started because Irma Bombeck's family wanted to donate her papers to the University of Dayton after she died. Mm -hmm. And it, this, is, this was her alma mater. This is where she first heard encouragement from an English professor who told her what she described as three magic words, you can write. And it just sustained her. I mean, every writer, as you know, needs to hear that from someone in order to believe because we don't always believe in ourselves. Mm -hmm. So um, so anyway, at that time, I was uh, actually the director of the office. So I had a big staff and with the staff and then this alumni committee of of people who are writers, marketing folks, whatever, we decided how do we draw attention to the fact that we're getting these papers from the Bombeck family? That would be fun to like do a, a writer's workshop around it and, and thinking it would be a one-time event, but it was um, so much fun. And we attracted such big names at that time, like Art Buckwald and um, Liz Carpenter, who was the pr press secretary for Lady Bird Johnson. And she and Irma had stumped for the ERA 
Uh, Bill Keene, who did Family Circus, uh, the cartoon, oh was a neighbor gosh. of the Bombecks. <laughs> so we brought that, all these people together. And as I mentioned earlier, we just laughed for three days and we thought, can we bottle this? Can we do it again? And it really wasn't any of our day jobs. So we thought, let's do it in two years. So the next time we did it, we brought in Phil Donahue. And again, it was just like a magnificent success. And then we started to market it nationally and we drew uh, an audience of writers from all over the country. And, and we do it every, every other year. And we're still working with the Bombeck family on it and uh, we're still laughing. Well, first of all, the idea that, that folks are getting together to laugh is, is so critically important in this, in this time. And, and one of the things I find really interesting about, about what you just shared with me is at DI, we talk a lot about the four C's, communication, collaboration, critical thinking, and creativity. And, and from what you've just said, you use all of those skills, but which of those four do you find that you're using most in your work? And can you talk about how? Well, I mean, I probably use creativity the most, but in general, I think collaboration is the skill that's going to take everyone far in, in life. I just think it's a critical skill in any field. And I think to do your best work, for instance, putting together this workshop, it's not just me. I've got a planning committee that works with me. In, in writing for the president, you know, I collaborate with him. I often tap into other people's ideas for, say, a commencement speech, for instance, students or whatnot. What, what would you like the president to, to talk to you about? Um, so I think that if you rely on other people in terms of teamwork and everyone brings their best gifts to the table, um, you, you really get high quality work. And I've, I just find that that works so well. So what, whereas I use creativity the most, I think collaboration is essential. That is actually very, very closely aligned with, with what we do and, and what we encourage at DI in our challenge program. I, I'm also really interested in hearing about your new book, One Heart with Courage, and and its proceeds going to towards making the Irma Bombeck workshop more accessible for writers. What's your book about and what led you to write it? Well, it's a it's a collection of essays and stories, as the subtitle says. And I have been um, you know, I'm a journalist like, like you, and I had been writing, but I had been writing personal essays for a number of years. Many of them had been printed in uh, the University of Dayton's magazine or had been printed in newspapers. One was even in USA Today or The Guardian in London. And so, you know, I'd always wanted to compile them in, into a book, mostly for my sons. I wanted them to have this. Um, and of course, you know, you don't have a deadline, you procrastinate. And so I just, you know, I got busy with other stuff. I never found the time to do it. I started to do it fits and starts, but then during the pandemic, you know, I thought, you know, if, if not now, when, when am I going to do it? And I had a little bit more time because we had turned the workshop, we had to postpone the workshop, turn it virtual. So a little bit more time. And so I just started to reach out to some friends and ask them. And then, you know, once you say you're going to do something, you got to do it. So for the first time I verbalized, I was going to do this. And then, you know, one friend said here, Hey, here's an illustrator who can help you. And then I thought I would self publish it, but mm -hmm. you know, I reached out to, uh, 
uh, a hybrid publisher in town, just asking, because I know him and he had been at our workshop, just asking him some simple questions about it. how do you do it? I said, proceeds are going to go to the Irma Bombeck Writers Workshop. And he said, I'd love to be able to give back too. So let me help you on this. So it, it's just kind of amazing that someone else approached me and said, I'd love to do, you know, the, the uh, audio book for you. So it's been, it's just been such a wonderful, again, journey of collaboration and excitement. But the book, to get back to your original question, it kind of shakes out by theme. It goes from like, I mean, from motherhood to sports as a metaphor to um, friendship uh, to faith. And, and, you know, my work kind of naturally shook out that way. And I view friendship as one of the greatest joys in life. And, and so I often write about the connection and the beauty of human connection. And I think if you read through the book, you'll, you'll see that. And then I think one other um, uh, aspect of the book that has intrigued people is my marriage, because it's uh, what, what I call two faith, two cultures, <laughs> and one world kind of a kind of an environment for us. But I met my husband in London. He's originally from Pakistan. And so there's a whole section in the book about our trips back to Pakistan. And I originally looked at life there through the eyes of a journalist and I wrote kind of op-ed pieces. But then as I became more a part of this family, because we would travel there frequently every couple of years, every year, you know, after the, after the boys were born. And so, you know, I started to look at it through a family member's eyes. And I think it's unusual, you know, to, for, um, in our divided world, sometimes to see how other people actually live, you know, beyond the headlines of the day. So that's a big part of the book as well. That that is that is terrific. And, and you know, it's so very important and not to date this podcast, but I was listening to the um, the confirmation hearings for um, Judge Katanji Jackson um, in the Senate. And, you know, it, it, it sort of strikes me as one step forward, two steps back um, with the whole yep. um, tenor of the conversation. And, and it, I just keep thinking, wow, why can't we just get along? And I think part of it is our, our inability to look at ourselves through someone else's eyes exactly. and, and get a sense of what that your conduct or, or what leaders do right. and how they feel about or that they would even think about looking at it through the eyes of someone who is looking to them to lead or someone who may look different or someone, you know, whatever the case may I be. Agree. And any way we can get to that, I think any example we can set. Yeah, I think and, is and, I, and I think that this... That part of the book has really uh, drawn in people. Many people have told told me that um, because they're seeing a part of the world that they never saw before. And I think, you know, we as a communicator, I really appreciate social media, but it's a double edged sword. I mean, I think it has it brings us together, brings you closer together, friends that you want to keep in touch with from high school, for instance, that you may not pick up the phone and call. But it also divides us because people are posting stuff on social media that you just have a hard time believing, <laughs> you know, that really is divisive and, um, and not helpful in terms of building community or unity in the world. 
Yeah. I, I happen to be a person who, who thinks everybody's got a book in them. I'm not. And again, it's not necessarily yeah. that it needs to be a New York Times bestseller, mm-hmm. but it, yeah. but it's so wonderful. I think your original intention, which is why I'm writing my memoir. I don't think, I don't know if anybody would ever publish it or anybody else would want to read it, but I want to leave my kids a history and I want them right. to know how I was thinking and how I ended up yep. where I am. Exactly. And so that's, that's my whole purpose right. for doing it. If it goes somewhere, great. And if it just, you know, if I self-publish it and it sits on a bookshelf and my kids show it to their kids, then I've been successful. Then you've been successful. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. You have to write for yourself, first of all. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I, I hope that people listening to this, whether it's a poem that they have or a song or a play or whatever it is that they have inside that they take the time to write it down. That's, that's so important. So, but you, you write in addition to your day job. (laughs) That's a lot. Can you, can you, Give a little bit of, of perspective to our student listeners about how you balance that with your creative pursuits. Well, it's been easier to balance it when I went down to a part-time position because I did work full-time the last seven years or so. It's been a part-time position, supposedly. <laughs> um, but I, I think you have to block out time for yourself, for your own passions every day, whether mm-hmm. it's a workout at the gym, a walk, your own writing, whatever it is that brings you a sense of joy and accomplishment and fulfillment, you have to do it. And so in my case, I'm an early riser. So that's when I write, either it's for my job or it's my personal writing. And I also try to schedule when I have meetings, I try to schedule them all like in one day or in one block so that I do all of that administrative stuff. And then I have the time to concentrate on, on my work. And my passion. And then I also keep periodically, not as often as I would like, a journal where I just kind of scroll out in longhand. Any, anything. Thoughts that I have, whether it's something in the news, whether it was the pandemic, whether it was the presidential election, you know, whether it was the way I felt on a walk the day before. Um, I just write it out. I don't edit it. I just write and then you kind of, you go back and it's a way to kind of capture the memories and the details. You may or may not use it, but you've got it. Right. And and capturing what's happening in the present yeah. is, is really because I think a lot of times we go through automatic pilot or especially with younger people, they're trying to get to that next place. Well, I'm trying to get into a good school right. or I'm trying to get, you know, my great first job or I'm trying to everybody's trying to get somewhere. And, and a lot of times we're not paying attention to what's right in front of us. Right. That's that whole mindfulness thing that that I that I really um, believe in that you do need to stop and smell the roses and notice the sky and the leaves mm-hmm. and, you know, and look at, look at your partner or your sisters or right. brothers in the face, you know, because you, you don't want to look back later in life and say, I wish. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I wish. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to step outside your life and say, is this really what I want to be doing? Mm-hmm. Is this what exactly. brings me joy? And do I, and what are my options? If, it, if not, you know, I mean, you're not tied to a job necessarily, you know, you have, you have a lot of freedom. So Gotta take it. Gotta take it. That's true. That's true. (laughs) So at this point in our talk, we have a section, a very fun section um, called Rapid Fire. 
So I'm going to ask you five questions and I want you to provide your gut reaction, one word answer to these questions, whatever pops up first in your mind. Okay. You ready? Yeah, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) What's the one thing you wish you learned more about in school? Science. Okay. All right. What would you say is your superpower? Collaboration. Okay. That's a good one. What's the first thing you would buy if you won the lottery? Hmm. I don't, I, nothing. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm just trying to think I, I would probably do something for someone else. You know, maybe I would, you know, make a huge gift to, you know, to the endowment for our workshop or a huge gift to the university or, you know, or to help my kids. But no, I can't think of anything I would buy for myself. If you could try any other career, which one would you choose? I don't know. I've never wanted to do anything but this. So, um, you know, I thought it would be fun to like rent bicycles out, you know, at uh, at like a summer touristy resort town. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> that would, especially if we had the motorized bikes. Yeah. Because I'd love to try one of those. <laughs> I'd probably kill myself, but, um, (laughs) okay. Last question. And this is the big one for DI is a hot dog, a sandwich. Yes. Mm. Well, I don't know what else it would be, but (laughs) yeah. Are you talking about it without the bun? A hot dog can be an egotistical person too. <laughs> that's true. That, see, that's that's the writer's answer. <laughs> and that's is there anything else you'd like for us to know before we wrap up? Well, you know, we did talk about the workshop earlier and mm-hmm. we we have another uh one coming up in October, October 20th through the 22nd. I'm not sure when this podcast is airing, but um I'd love to, you know, we have openings for it still. Mm-hmm. And if people are interested, they can go uh, to this web address, go.udayton.edu slash Irma and click on workshop and all the details will be there. Okay. And that's E-R-M-A. Correct. Irma. Correct. Okay. I'm as soon as we finish this podcast, I'm going to go. Great. (laughs) Well, and I do have one last question and that's what big ideas excite you now? Well, I'm intrigued by uh, advances in technology. You know, they've dramatically changed the communication profession, which I'm in, you know, from TikTok to Zoom meetings, uh, there's so many ways to connect with the world to increase your productivity, spark creativity. We saw how we could use technology more effectively during the pandemic. So I really can't wait to see what the next big new idea is going to be in that realm. I I agree with you. And it's my hope that it is somehow within this tech revolution that we have that we can inject some humanity. Um, in that so that we can treat people better. I agree. Um, Be better compassionate human beings. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Um, This episode of What's the Big Idea was recorded on land originally inhabited and cultivated by the the Napi and Shawnee nations. We are grateful for this land and for the people who have stewarded it for generations. This episode was produced by Kelsey Selleck with voiceover material provided by Renee Rainville and Johnny Wells with music by Kevin McLeod. Special thanks to our guest, Terry Rizvi, for joining us today. We can learn more about Terry by visiting terryrizvi.com. That's T-E-R-I-R-I-Z-V-I dot com. You can also learn more about the Irma Farmback Writers Workshop by visiting go.udayton.edu slash Irma with an E. If you'd like to inspire even more big ideas for young people around the world, consider making a charitable contribution to DI at destinationimagination.org slash donate. I'm Michelle Tuck Ponder. Thanks for listening to What's the Big Idea? Hey, it's been a bit of a year. And if you've got young people in your life, you're looking for ways to combat learning loss and keep kids excited about education. We hear you. Destination Imagination has your back. Download our free guide of STEAM activities you can do at home or in the classroom. These activities are hands-on ways to reinforce what your kids are learning. Download this fun, free resource by visiting destinationimagination.org forward slash the big idea. The U.S. Department of Labor estimates that 65% of today's students will be employed in jobs that have yet to be invented. We have no way of knowing what those jobs will entail, but we do know that the skills that will prepare them for success are the skills that they develop through destination imagination. Hi, I'm Johnny Wells, Director of Education for Destination Imagination. Before joining the staff, I was a team manager for over 40 teams. Being a team manager is still one of the most rewarding experiences for me as I watched hundreds of students thrive and grow. Destination Imagination, or DI, is an international project-based competition that reinforces the four C's, creativity, communication, collaboration, and critical thinking. You probably heard about those skills in today's episode. And DI is the place where kids like yours develop those skills for themselves. Students work together in small teams to create solutions to an open-ended challenge. DI's team challenges fall into one of seven categories. Scientific, technical, engineering, fine arts, improvisation, service learning, or, for the younger children, early learning. A DI team selects one of these seven challenges and prepares a solution to present at a local tournament. Throughout the experience, students create projects, solve problems, build relationships, learn new concepts, and have a great time in the process. We're building the workforce of the future. Today's DI participants are tomorrow's innovators, problem solvers, and leaders. If that sounds like a good fit for you and the young people in your life, we'd love to have you join us. To get started today, visit destinationimagination.org slash learn more. Thank you.